Welcome to the Management Insights podcast series hosted by McGraw-Hill. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our management portfolio. Today's topic, using a self-reflection journal effectively in massive management courses. Our guest, Elena Ibraeva. Thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Debbie. Uh, I am an associate professor of practice at the management department at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and I've been teaching undergraduate and graduate courses in management, organizational behavior, and international management for more than three decades. Uh, Last year, I received the Morse Board UNL Student Senior Honor Society Outstanding Professor Award for teaching my massive introduction to management class. In this class, I have 385 students uh, each semester. Excellent. Well, I'm really excited about this topic, so let's dig in. Why use self-reflection in a management course? I think it was Benjamin Franklin who said that, tell me and I forget, teach me and I, I will remember, involve me and I will learn. I think if we apply the wisdom of this quote to our courses, we can make huge improvements in student learning. An important, probably the most important recent discovery in neuroscience is a phenomenon called neuroplasticity, which requires focused attention and repeated practice of a particular skill. By asking students to journal with an aim to develop a particular skill, each week for the entire semester, we are encouraging the practice of that skill rather than visiting it just once. This is probably the biggest problem in our traditional education. When we teach something, we say something just once, and then we expect students to learn the skill without any extended practice. This assignment that I want to talk about today is titled Leading Your Best Life Journal. And it's an assignment that I developed around self-reflection. How do you engage students with your Living Your Best Life journal assignment? So again, this assignment is called Living Your Best Life Journal. I use it in a massive 400 students undergraduate on-campus class, but it also can be used in a small class, in a medium-sized class. It can also be used in an online class. Students write weekly journals. They are actually quite short, maybe you know, two, three pages, no more. There are three parts to each journal entry. To design this assignment, I was actually inspired by Shelley Gable's framework of four times of responses. So according to Shelley Gable, we can respond to others actively constructively, passively constructively, actively destructively, and passively destructively. And the only um, positive response that kind of encourages long-term relationships is an active constructive type of response because, because it involves enthusiasm and a positive frame of mind. And it's very conducive to building long-term uh, relationships. And because relationships and networks are very important in management and leadership, 
I work hard to help students build this very important skill. In the first part of the assignment, students are asked to notice five things that went well each week in any aspect of their life, such as school, relationship, work, or even the weather. This is to help them to learn to actively and constructively respond to themselves and their own life. I also noticed that uh, a lot of my undergraduate students are sometimes are not necessarily have the, the habit of this active and constructive responding. They might be unnecessarily negative. And I want them to switch that mindset from self-criticism and self-acceptance and to self-acceptance and becoming their own best friend. In the second part of the journal, students write a short letter or email to somebody who was uplifting, somebody who inspired them, somebody who supported them. They're actually not even required to send that email to a recipient, just to write it. The goal is to encourage students to actively and constructively Responds to other people in their lives. I want them to notice positive actions in people who inspire an attitude of gratitude. In the third part of this weekly journal entry, students are asked to think about who they met that week and who might become a part of their future strategic network and what they learned from that person. This encourages students to learn to network and be very proactive about strategic networks. This is very important because such networks are the key to their career and they take time to develop. And the earlier my undergraduate students start building these uh, networks, the better. Unfortunately, I noticed that a lot of my graduate students, they want to change their career or their industry, but sometimes they don't have any networks to rely on to make that switch in their career. Uh, the journal also focuses on goal setting and teaches students to develop their long-term, medium-term, and short-term career, personal, and interpersonal goals. So the whole assignment by the end of the semester culminates in a two-page career personal vision and mission statement, and they also students develop their OKRs long-term OKRs, objectives and key results. Objectives and key results, so OKR method, is a very popular and rapidly uh, growing goal-setting method used by Intel and Google. John Dewar recently uh, published a book called Measure What Matters. And I actually used this book in my graduate class as a textbook. And what I hear from students that after they read this book, and uh, they were so inspired that they start using OKRs in their organization. I will validate that what you're talking about here is true to the real world. We experience this every day, especially in my job as well. So I commend you for what you're doing in helping train these students for their future uh, careers. Why did you focus this assignment on positivity? Uh Actually, positivity, gratitude, and networking are very instrumental to uh, our students' career and life skills. 
Google researchers recently found that grateful Google employees tend to have better long-term job satisfaction compared with employees who uh, rate low on, on their gratitude scale. A research on positive psychology shows that writing a gratitude letter increases one's sense of happiness and life satisfaction. It puts you in a bigger and broader mindset where you simply cannot complain about life. The research on positive psychology also shows that noticing and focusing on positive things that happen to you each day increases your happiness and life satisfaction. The habit of noticing the positive aspects of life leads to better long-term health, greater resilience, ability to recognize more opportunities, and improved leadership skills. By the end of the class, I actually received multiple student comments that they were looking forward to noticing positive things each week. They were anticipating these positive things coming their way. And some students also found very uplifting to write thank you notes. And they, uh, they actually send these thank you notes to their parents or to their employers or to their friends. I also noticed that students found the networking aspect to be the most challenging because they were not used to thinking about networking as a necessity or as a skill which is one of the reasons I think that this assignment is so important because it brings focused attention to the critical skill of networking. So how do you grade? And how would you address the concern about the time commitment for grading? Uh, actually, grading, I have not found grading to be a problem. I do have a very big class, but because it's a weekly journal entries. They don't need to be graded each week. We usually check it uh, in the first week. Uh, I have two TAs who do that. And then they post the final grade by the end of the semester. So it's really a one-time grading. And uh, it hasn't been a big burden, even in a massive class. In which other courses can a self-reflection journal be beneficial? I think that self-reflection can be beneficial not only to management professors, but to professors of almost any discipline where repeated focus practice is a necessity. Self-reflection engages the whole student and asks them to relate, relate concepts to their own life. Most importantly, in combinations with online technology, it can be used to, uh, to personalize even very large classes where one-to-one discussion with the professor might not be po- possible on a regular basis. Self-reflection assignment then can serve as a balance to the typical multiple-choice exams and non-personal automated homework that does not allow students to express their own personality and creativity. And, you know, as my classes get larger, I feel the need to connect with students in a meaningful way by introducing that uh, self-reflection journal. So it is a very sound pedagogy to kind of balance out 
very impersonal, multiple choice, automatically graded uh, homework and tests. Also, uh, that self-reflection allows students to develop their writing skills. So that's why I think that self-reflection can be a great tool in large classes, in small classes, in medium classes, and also in a variety of disciplines, not only management. Any last words of advice for your peers? Uh, my teaching philosophy is best in content, best in pedagogy, and best in technology. And initially, when I try doing something new, I am really scared how it would work. But actually, I started to use this uh, self-reflection journal in a massive class a year ago, and I was just surprised how well it worked, how easy it was to grade. There were no problems whatsoever. So I would encourage my colleagues to be brave and to embrace the unknown and jump into uh, this innovation of using self-reflection journals. Well, thank you for sharing your perspective, experience, and advice. I know our listeners are going to use some of these uh, techniques in their future classes. To our listeners, check back for future topics and spread the word to your colleagues about our podcast series. Why? Because learning changes everything. <laughs>